podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Mark Jarden. Hello. And Sam Smith. Howdy. I am back. I've been away for two weeks. A lot's happened in those two weeks. And one point I want to bring up is how the fuck is Stuart Gilmer all of a sudden re-emerging and trying to weasel his way back into this club? He's a man with uh, with three pie and bottle accounts. He can do what he wants. <laughs> and a couple, of, and a couple of black mate army accounts as well. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think while he's quite clearly Glenn, and he claimed on pie and bottle that uh, whoever Glenn was, his great ideas, they'd love to meet. That's <laughs> probably the equivalent of Mark saying he'd love to meet Dave Cormack. It's all he has hey. to do. Is... <laughs> hey, leave that. Out. All he has to do is look in the mirror. But fair play to him. I, I can't even remember passwords for my one account that I have, never mind Gilmore's fucking six accounts across two websites. But fair play to the lad. Uh, just hopefully he's never involved at St Mirren at any level again. But yeah. that's, the, that's the dream. Um, if Stuart Gilmore somehow ends up as our chairman again, Dave Cormack will be the second most embarrassing chairman in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. The thing is, I always remember about Stuart Gilmer is he's very, very cheap. And the fact is, like, you can see why this is a lucrative thing for him to try and get back in. Because he's sold out, he's got his money, and now he's wanting back in via Smizer, where he doesn't need to put any of his own money in. It's very, very hey, convenient hey. for him. He'll put in his £12 a month. <laughs> I, uh, bet, I, I bet he's I, I, through gritted teeth he's putting that £12 a month in. <laughs> Nah, you're a hundred percent right though. I just I don't see the I don't see the point. Well, we're finally looking forward as a club. I just don't think we should be looking back to towards kind of as it's harsh to say, but he is a bit of a dinosaur in football terms. So, I I think it would be a daft move to have him back involved at any level. He followed us on Twitter recently. I wonder if that means he listens. Hi Stuart. Oh, he listens. Hi Glenn. Hi whatever the other account is. <laughs> <laughs> Black and Glen, are we? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, while I was away, I did get a chance to, I mean, legally watch the St. Martin game and the St. Martin stream with some top quality commentary from our our resident commentators, one on the podcast just now, Sam. So we can come to you about the Rangers game and your commentary experience at Ibrooks. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, at least I've actually come on this podcast. I never come on after the last time I've done comms. I got a bit too big time. And, uh, <laughs> didn't want to lower myself to doing kind of regular regular stuff that's kind of free to the public. I was looking for more paid work. But uh, the, the actual experience of doing, of doing commentary was brilliant. I think uh, I fucking hate Rangers. I don't think it's any <laughs> secret that we all hate Rangers. But I think uh, it's a, a very slick operation they've got going on there. Like You can uh, obviously go in and go through the one of the entrances next to the, the main door. You don't get the marble staircase treatment uh, treatment because I we are bums from St Mirren TV in the grand scheme of things. Uh, now you go into the press room, go in, there's like plenty of food and all that, lay down, go up to your seat, uh, get your team lines, you get an absolute belter of view as well. It's probably the best view of a football pitch I've ever had. You kind of feel as if you're right on top of it, but you've got just such a such a perfect view of 
at both ends, but I think kind of onto the game. It was it's a, a whatever game plan you really have just gets thrown at the window if you're conceding a goal that early. Obviously, it's got a bit of a touch of fortune with the, the way the ball bounces up off the post, but I don't think it's really luck that Joe lacks where he is. I think he's now up to I think he's up to eleven for the season now after mm. that game. So he's he's red hot. And then when you do kind of get into a rhythm, you get a a, a, a fucking a very soft penalty given against you. And then you're kind of back to the wall for that. But I don't think we really let it kind of throw us off. I've seen us go to now down there plenty of times before and kind of chuck it. And it ends up three or four. Where you kind of go out with a whimper, but I ended up four 0 in the end. But it wasn't really through a lack of us trying to get it. I think we've had chances through right at the end of the first half. One that Marcus Fraser, I mean, he passes essentially heads it right into the. The hands Alan McGregor just as if he's cushioning it back to him then you've got O'Hara's chance at 2-0 as well and it's fine margins because I think about five minutes after O'Hara misses that chance Rangers run up the, the other end of the park and get their third goal and by that point you're I mean they're just pulling back a, a three goal deficit away at Ibrox but nah I, I, I'm not really too disheartened I thought we played pretty well in spells there's obviously things that you need to pick up and improve on and get into in other games, but I, it's no, I'm not going to be too downbeat about getting beat 4 0 off a team that pays about 65 times what we do yeah. to their players. Was it off putting trying to commentate with a topless Tom the commentator getting fed grapes by Andy Little in the background? Uh, it was not actually Andy Little that was feeding them, it was uh, Gordon Smith that was doing it. So, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Hately, was, Hately was the one that was dangling the grapes above his head. Uh, I've, d- got, I've, got a, I've got a story about Andy Little um, uh, <laughs> Allegedly Is it podcast too? No, I mean it was one I've, I've said before And then edited out of the podcast So, Oh, well, an exclusive, <laughs> yeah. nice So um, come, when you're, if you're at the live show You might get to hear it I mean it wasn't that bad It was just a, at the time I, oh, thought, I thought we were getting to hear it now I'd oh, no. shout out again. Mm-hmm. You've got to leave something for the live show I mean, it wasn't even that bad. It was just something that probably could have got me sacked from my previous job at O2 if it had gotten out. And then I was like, shit, I better go back and edit it out. But so if you downloaded that podcast, I think the first 200 people that downloaded it got it. So it was well out there before I actually removed it. <laughs> you definitely took his phone and put your arse as his screensaver. Ah, I wish. Ah, 100%. Big picture. It said pictures of his arse to Walter Smith. 100%. <laughs> I think we'll be. I think me and Andrew both said that we'll definitely be having a, a fight to see who gets to go to Ibrooks because regardless of the result, it's actually a, a pretty good day out considering you kind of get treated a bit like a king with the, the food. Apart from the pies, the pies at halftime are fucking rancid. How do you feel uh, about the fact that the Hez goal stream was your commentary? <sighs> as what it is, I'm kind of. Uh, probably we get a few cracking uh, tweets. See, to be fair, there was a lot of Rangers fans that did give us good feedback. Yeah, there was well. a lot, of, a lot of positive stuff there. I think, apart from one fucking moron and our support, the that seemed to be pretty well received for a lot ever. We have a lot as well. I think Bob. I mean, the guy Gordon Nick. I don't know if he had too much to drink on Saturday night, and clearly, me and Andrew have offended him personally at some point. But aye, wise up, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but to be, I think yeah, it's probably my favourite tweets for the Rangers fans was the ones called me and Andrew two seething wee Neds and the other yeah. one that said uh, the stream, Rangers streams went down he now needs to listen to the in-betweeners on St Mirren TV <laughs> the, um, the the concept of Andrew being a Ned is just oh brilliant it's just I, I'll take that 
I'll take that in the chin every day of the week. But oh, Andrew is I reckon a hipster, probably more than I need. A well spoken hipster. That lives in a the West End. Guy. Yeah. Aye, that listens to nineties hip hop. That wouldn't years. be out of place and a party thistle crowd. Yeah, yeah. Aye, big time. Yeah, exactly. And he's getting called out for being a Ned, just magnificent. They get called, get called out for being Ned's off a guy who has ear true blues in his bio, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having that off anybody. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about the actual game, the, the, the first goal. I think defensively, obviously, we could have done a bit better there, but the, the, the bounce off the post and the way it came to Cholak, like, bounced off his shin and essentially and he knew very little about it he was just Aye. in the right place at the right time it is such an unfor- unfortunate goal to lose Aye. Yeah, I think Cholak's just got he's just in a really rich vein of form and has that penalty box I mean I'm not saying for a second he's the best player in the league but I think he is the best number nine like you know penalty box striker in the league it's between Jack and between the two, hundred percent, and they're both they're both great. And I think Cholak's just in that kind of hot streak just now, so he's backing himself. You know that if I follow this in, it might come off for me. If you're wanting to be hypercritical, you could maybe say that Gallagher should be aware of that. He should be aware of where the ball's going and, and cover it off, and he should be aware that Cholak's on his shoulder and, and is gambling for it. And he should maybe move just a, a little bit quicker, or even take a step to the side and make it harder for Cholak to to run directly onto that. But you know he's he's facing a shot from distance and he's turning around and he's he's just maybe just not aware of his surroundings. So it's it's harsh. It's the kind of thing that you know if if the tables were turned, if if um you know if, if we had just a bit more confidence about us, you know if it was at home or whatever, then maybe that does go our way and Gallagher is up to it and Cholak is on his heels. But I'm not going to lose too much sleep over conceding a goal at like that. To be honest, no. Uh, but just the, it was just the timing. I think that that really. Whatever game plan you've got, I think regardless of what Robinson said, he said your game plan doesn't go out the window whether you're 1-0 up or 1-0 down at Ibrox. That's, that's not true. Uh, you're, whatever sort of game plan, because then you're chasing the game. You're chasing the game to try and get anything and you're kind of putting Rangers at an advantage by having to come out. But I don't, we didn't really let it didn't really let it affect us too much. I think Rangers had a couple of wee spells for a couple of minutes after the goal that they looked as if they might double it, but Nah, I think we after that we actually did settle into the game and then we'll go on and talk about it, but the, the penalty award's a fucking joke. Well, that's that's exactly where I was about to go and we'll talk about the penalty right now. Genuinely one of the worst decisions I think I've ever seen. Like, none of the Rangers team are claiming for it. None no, of the no, Rangers no. fans are claiming for it. Literally, you even see the replay when he blows the whistle and points to the spot. The Rangers fans then get out their seats. It's it's a crazy decision, and I generally cannot see what he's what he's seen. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't know if it's maybe the linesman that's gave it, or I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Walsh. But again, it just I think I'll, I mean I'll touch on it when we're on the Patreon later. There isn't a man and beef. I think it was the three years that we're on the night we get beat off at Celtic, and Don Robertson gave mm-hmm. Celtic a penalty for Greg Taylor diving. There isn't a, a mass conspiracy against St Mirren. The referees are just shite. Yeah. The referees are poor and it makes Nick Walsh's personal life ten times easier if he gives that. Because it saves him from being a talking point. It, it, it's, it, it's less stress on Nick Walsh's life if he just gives any marginal call in the favour of Rangers and Celtic. That's not because he's a Rangers or Celtic fan or 
I don't know, what is it? What is what was the one this week that he works for? He works for the school that Rangers send their kids to. Beside the point, we'll come back to that later on. Aye, beside the point, like he's just a bad referee. His positioning's poor. His positioning puts him at a disadvantage, and probably what he's seen is Gallagher diving in and Cholak going down. I mean, for where you're sitting in the stadium, you can't really make anything out of it, and you're kind of maybe doubting it and the more you hear there was a couple of people in the, the press room at half time that said oh, it was definitely a penalty I wonder what team they supported with a call like that but then you look at it and me and Andrew kind of we looked at it at half time and you do think to yourself that like, he's won the ball he's knocked the ball out Cholak's not even claimed for it it's, it's a great tackle and I just I really don't understand what Walsh has seen that makes him think it's a penalty other than the fact that his positioning's that poor for where he's standing it looks as if Gallic has cleared them out for behind it but it's the mind boggles and I don't even think VAR sort of stuff like that because that would probably lead to Nick Walsh admitting that he's made a mistake to go and check it yeah that's the thing it's got to be a clear and obvious error and was it a clear and not well in hindsight aye but was it enough for VAR to turn over we see this this is a, a, something I hate where it's oh when VAR comes in the old firm are really going to like find out. Are, are they? Look at some of the VAR decisions you see down south, who have a much better refereeing setup than we do. It's going to be a shit show. You're still going to have Scottish refs, probably recently retired Scottish refs, as your VAR officials. So you've still got the people who make those decisions being the one that watch it and see if there's enough for them to either confirm what they're being, what the, the match referee's chosen, or little enough that they can get the cop out of it not being a, a clear and obvious error so like see something like that I think you're watching that you genuinely watch it it's fairly obvious that it's not a penalty yeah with with what's there but there's enough ambiguity that if Nick Walsh gives that and it goes up to VAR that they then say you know we can understand why he's given it and it's probably not quite clear enough for us to cancel it I don't think it solves anything in that regard I think it just creates more arguments VAR's not VAR's not overturning that it's just I mean the issue uh, if, even if VAR was in place and overturned it like they would have got a penalty like what was it how many minutes later when the handball in the box aye that, that, that's the thing is though and that was a penalty but yeah. then that was more obvious than the one that they got and I don't know if it's just a case of Nick Walsh maybe acknowledging he's made an asset and maybe not giving it just to be a wee bit more just as a wee bit of an acknowledgement that he knows he, he did he did get the first one wrong, but I just I, I really don't get it. And again, we'll say it, I'll say it to him blue in the face. There isn't a conspiracy that they're all Rangers and Celtic supporters. It just makes their life ten. To, it's I think the harsh reality is it just makes their life ten times easier if they give fifty fifty calls. Yeah. To, to Rangers and Celtic. I mean, remember what was it years ago? Um, was it Dundee United get given a throw in against Celtic and they, they scored from it and it wasn't a throw in and they absolutely hounded that linesman to the much that I think he get, he's, he didn't officiate another game after that I'm sure I mean Celtic are the team that made fucking referees and match officials go on strike up here and made us get Israeli refs I think we, yeah because we had Israeli refs that game away at Hamilton it was uh, when all that happened and Rangers and Celtic fans put so much pressure on referees that no wonder they fucking shit themselves at these stadiums. Like, 
it doesn't matter who Rangers or Celtic are playing, no matter what week it is, in the papers and on phone-ins and on social media, all they do is moan about referees. Yeah. Either the referee's born in that call or the referee's called fucking Francis and he's giving stuff to X, Y and Z. Like, just fucking grow up, man. Let the guys do their job. Take a bit of pressure off them. Fair enough. Aye, we, there's plenty of referees that are shite, but I'm just going to make it worse by putting a, a ridiculous amount of pressure on them every week. Aye, and um, I think we can move on from that and then talk about the third goal. Oh, although I will say something with the penalty that was quite funny was you, you guys get picked up on the commentary by the Rangers fans. I think it was one of the only kind of criticism the Rangers fans got was one of you said, oh, there's people on my phone saying it was never a penalty, so let's go with that. Aye, quite clearly that boy couldn't detect sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> it was, a, I think, sarcasm is a bit of an alien concept to, to that boy. Again, I think he was for, I think he was for that call. I think it's, it's a, oh, well, uh, explains yeah. a lot. But, um, it sums that one up. I think the, the, the third goal was a, a real probably the the real bit of genuine quality I think for Rangers I think Sakala done Sakala done Tanza out wide it was just before Tanza gets subbed off he got absolutely rinsed Sakala maybe gets a wee bit too much space he, he kind of glides past O'Hara pretty easily which was becoming a bit of a theme it was probably O'Hara's worst game since he signed for us and he uh, gets the ball through Cholak right through Gallagher's legs and uh, I really a bit of a world day I finished to be honest we side foot into the side net and I've not really got any any complaints about that but I think the, the only the only thing you could maybe say is that O'Hara Erehorn or Bacchus maybe takes out Sakala in the middle of the park that doesn't happen but so I've spots and maybes now I think you're saying about O'Hara I think it's, it's Gallagher's worst game as well for us isn't oh, it oh 100% I'm, we're not talking about you know like a kind of Charles Dunn type error um, or, or anything like that I don't think there's anything where Gallagher's been absolutely nowhere and it's you know it's, it's purely his mistake but I, I, I thought taking the penalty to one side all all three of the other goals are, are things where if he'd done something different we might have we might have prevented them that's not to say we can expect all of them but I think um, he did have an off day I don't think it's been too critical to nah. to say that, and, and he's allowed one. I think there's no, you know, there's there's no such thing as, as perfection here. I think people are going to make mistakes. Away away to Rangers probably isn't the worst time to get them out, um, because we, we need literally everyone to make no mistakes for us to to pull off something like we did against Celtic. So mm-hmm. once that's not in the cards, then get all the get all the shit out before I get the funny stuff. In town. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm um, yeah, Curtis Main. Then when did Curtis Main hit the crossbar? Was that at four 0 or three 0 Three 0 Was it three 0 I think I think as well. If we're going to if we're going to talk about chances, I think just that just before the third goal went in, I kind of touched on it at the start. I mean, kind of going over the game. I think the one that O'Hara missed. The, mm. Aye, that was a. I think it was. Zipper. I think it was Bacchus that crossed the ball in that kind of finds its way all the way back to O'Hara. And don't get me wrong, it's a. As, as bad a, as bad an attempt as for O'Hara it's still a great save for, for McGregor but I think if O'Hara scores that you're kind of looking at a similar situation to there was when Dundee United scored their, their goal against them the other week it was I think I said that last week I watched the game watched the game in full because we were playing on the Sunday obviously and uh, 
Dundee United got that goal with half an hour to go and then really kind of I think if it was a better team than Dundee United that had got the goal they'd have probably got themselves a point for the game but as I said it's kind of all if but some maybes you don't know what happens if O'Hara scores Rangers mm-hmm. could then go up maybe get another two or three and just, it just kind of makes the scoreline look a wee bit more respectable because we've got somebody on the score sheet but aye I think Main hit the bar made a kind of couple of half chances here and there but Again, it was nice to it was nice to actually see someone I go for it. I've just kind of went there and watched this under Kieran there, I've watched this there under Goodwin and Stubbs, etc. And Gus McPherson, when you can see the goal, most of them just kind of shit themselves and sat back. But even us at 3 0, we're still going, we're still going and trying to get goals to get us back into the game. And it was just, it was nice and refreshing to kind of see us stick to the game plan that we do rather than shit ourselves really and sit back and cater to it. Rangers and Celtic really want to do when they want you to sit in, the, sit in your 18 yard line and let them pick you off at will I was um, I was listening to the game I was driving at the time down down south so I listened to to be honest I switched off at half time because there's only so much of that that you need when, right. uh, when you're driving down the M6 but they they weren't saying it was all all Rangers by by any stretch at all I think it was Rory Loy that was at, at Ibrooks and although he was you know, kind of waxing lyrical about how clinically Rangers took their took, took the first goal and, and everything else. He, he was saying that we were in it and I do remember him saying that, you know, O'Hara had to do a bit better with with his chance. So, you know, we weren't there to make up numbers at all. I think it's similar to, in, in some ways, to, you know, the way Celtic have been in, in Europe the last, last couple of weeks. There's lots of good football there, but you don't take your chances. Mm-hmm. And then teams that have got much bigger than and to be honest better players than you do take their chances and by the time it gets to near the end they're walking a couple in just to to round off the score you know it, it is what it is but I think what you said there's true we're, we're going to places like Ibrooks against you know teams that are playing Liverpool either side of the the game and we're giving them a, a good game and you know it's taking a dodgy t- penalty some great strike use the term playing loosely when you're talking about the second game <laughs> But you know what I mean? We're forcing them to rely on a a couple of brilliant bits of movement and finish from a guy who you know, this guy was playing in the Croatian national team with with Modric supplying him chances not that long ago. Like you're you're not talking about a dud here. Um, although I would take slight issue with whoever was doing the commentary for sports scene saying that Cholak is making a mockery of Scottish football. Aye, uh, fucking hell, probably, man! Can probably wind your neck, and you've got Erling Haaland scoring fifteen goals in four games or whatever it is. In the Premier League, but apparently Cholak getting a living up here is the end of days. Bollocks. I mean, um, any any other comments you want to leave on this match, or should we just uh, move on? Because the fourth goal was actually quite good as well, to be fair. That, uh, that wee trollop Morelos played on a, a bit of a belter of a ball for Sakala, and Sakala probably got a bit of deserved though after then. Finally got his goal, but aye, shut the game off, forget about it. Didn't happen. Aye. Just while we're talking about um, Rangers, the, the, the their kit man. Jim McAllister. Uh, I hadn't realised, maybe we have talked about this before and I've just forgotten, but uh, I used to work with Morton for him. I'm in a group chat with him and he was getting ripped by someone else in that chat. I didn't realise that McAllister retired as a player in order to become the Rangers kit man. He was getting aye. a first team wage at Morton. And retired aye. in order to do Alfredo Morelos's like, ties laces. Ah, uh, he clean his wee wife fronts. Wonder how much he gets paid. 
he must think it, it must pay well because obviously I think yeah, he would have been on a fair whack it's not a joke yeah <laughs> just him getting brought up that's um, we'll, we'll move on we'll look towards the weekend uh, the Kilmarnock game <laughs> by the way if you can hear my nose whistling I've came back like I've been back from Italy less than a week and I've already caught a cold um, uh, fantastic uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a game where oh man like just because of one certain person who appears on Twitter and Pai and Bovro I would love and us to absolutely smash them. Especially Aye. after he also made a tweet about how he's never seen Kilmarnock lose seven goals in person. Fuck like, me. Please, seeing he's tweeted that this week, it would be absolute poetic justice for that to happen. I'm assuming that Kilmarnock get enough fans that they do have a podcast somewhere. Probably. But this is exactly the kind of thing that if uh, if they pump us at the weekend, that we're going to end up in the intro to that podcast. I mean, uh, we're we're not we're not there saying that we're absolutely going to pump them. I'm just saying that I would like us to pump them. Do uh, Kilmarnock have an Astro Tough pitch? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a game we a game we definitely should be looking to win. I think Kilmarnock's uh, away records absolutely hoaxing and our home records absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, if they start Kyle Lafferty, surely he's still. Like reeling from the the Rangers result. Ah, oh, probably reeling for it last night. It was at the fucking game, uh, holding my flag up. The fucking loser. <laughs> that, that, he is a strange guy. Him, like, how how can you be so staunch that when another team's paying you a couple of grand a week that you still fucking go and do stupid stuff like that? I mean, half their fans probably don't even be raging about it. Half their fans but, would have been there or not. Uh, <laughs> right, we are definitely uh, clipped and put on a Kelly I'm saying that from like I, I worked in Comet with a Kilmarnock fan and um, we played fives and he turned up to fives in a Rangers shirt uh, and it was because he it. because he liked the look of it he said I was like no, brilliant Fair play no, him. No. he seems like a fun guy yeah. nah I think it's a game that I think Kilmarnock their away record have lost every game on the road this season they've scored one goal Oh. And conceded nine we'll on yeah. away from home. So we all know where this is going then. Oh, hundred percent. This is Four textbook. Yeah. Uh, textbook St. Mirren. Sorry, I'm just very uh, just just watching Marcus Rashford miss a fucking sipper again there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but I, I think it's fairly fairly obvious where this game's going to go. And Kilmarnock will shit house it and win one nil. Uh, the commentary team at the game this weekend is obviously going to be is going to be Craig Devine and Andrew Christie. I fear for what might be said if Callum Waters makes the game. Although having a little look, he's not actually played for Kilmarnock since August. I uh, I hope Callum Waters man. I don't buy the buy the stream to watch it and sit there on TV and hear what Craig Devine has to say about their boy because I think Sitman will probably be getting a wee letter through the door for the police or something probably if Craig gets freed in on him. But I, I I'm amazed Paul. that Craig Devine doesn't run a Callum Waters parody account on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Call them uh, Walters. I, I think, I think in all seriousness, it's a game that we definitely, really should be winning. If you've got, uh, I think I said, I think I said during the the Living, Livingston game with my mate Billy, like if you want to finish the top six, this is games that you definitely need to win. And this this one's no different. I think Kelly. 
I think it's fairly obvious they're going to be battling it out with Ross County to, to see who gets down in the automatic spot and who finishes in the playoff spot. So uh, you're looking to looking to take three points in your home games against Muck like that. Essentially, I think the mid, I think their midfield pair, and I think it's Alan Power and one other usually, which is one of Brad Lyons or Blair Alston or something like that. So I mean, we definitely should have the legs in midfield and the power to run through them. It will and create plenty of chances. It'll obviously be a, a massive bonus with Big Jonah back as well. And give, and give, their, their, give their defence their a problem. Scorer. Sorry, Sam. Their top scorer is Ash Taylor. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, just, I just hate so much. And I said this at the time, and I said that even while we were getting pumped in the League Cup and it looked like we were going to be wrapped right up in it as well. I just hate the notion that Kilmarnock were fancied by so many people mm-hmm. coming up this year as if they Aye, didn't but as if they didn't take a one horse race to the thirty fifth week of the season. Aye, but I think the the difference is though that Stephen Robinson clearly isn't he liked by many people in the media. I don't yeah. know if that's just because he's a fairly kinda honest guy. I think he's got people in the media that do like him, but it is conveniently the people like he's worked with like McFadden and Craig and people like that. I mean I don't I, I don't know what it is, but then on the other hand, you've got Derek McInnes, who's an absolute fucking media darling, despite massively underachieving for years when Rangers were out of the league and I think maybe they won one trophy at Aberdeen. Shat himself in countless finals. Nah. He just doesn't play good football and he's effective. Like I'm, I don't I don't think he's a bad manager. Like he you can't say he did a bad job. No, no. With Aberdeen, but he didn't do he didn't do the job I think he's held up to have done and He's stepped into Kilmarnock. Do you mean I think what you're saying, Sam's right in terms of he, he didn't win nearly as much as he should have done in that time. But even the stuff that he did do, I think people lose sight of the fact that Aberdeen were very much the second force for so much of that that, that spell in, in terms of budget and, and everything else. Even when Rangers came back up and you know Rangers made a, a real arse of their first couple of turns at the at the Premier League after they were back up. And McInnes had that, and it all kind of crumbled away very, very quickly by a distance. The second budget, biggest budget in the league. I mean, some of the some of the players that were coming through it at that point, and and where they then went after, and, and all the rest of it. And then he went to the championship with with Kelly, who by far and away had the biggest budget in the championship last year. Like, it wasn't even a you know, it wasn't even a competition in, in money terms. They've they kept the Premier League budget and were public in, in doing so. And added players had a massive squad last year, and Dick Campbell's bunch of binmen and Asda employees took them to literally week thirty-five of the season. I just don't, I just don't buy that he's. You know, it might not play the most attractive football, but by God, he gets results. Like it wasn't even that that great. And now they're coming up. Ash Taylor's the best player in their team. They've got Alan Power, who people were saying was done at points with us last year, and he's now back at Kilmarnock and he's the centre of their midfield. I just don't get the I just don't get the the confidence that so many people had. I, I don't think we're a bad bad football team. I don't think they'll get relegated, but I just don't get the, the amount of people that had us in eleventh or twelfth place and had Kilmarnock in like sixth. I just find absolutely mind boggling. They'll be they'll be lucky to avoid eleven. The whole Ash Taylor is their best player is very reminiscent when Keith Watson was our best player. <laughs> 
He was good, man. Keith, Keith Watson was Keith Watson was good for us. I mean, it doesn't really say much about the rest of the team. I also thought Craig Reed was good when he played for us as well. So. <laughs> Great football. Uh, Very limited. There's a, there, we could do a special one player signed in that era of uh, someone football. I was trying to think just a, a couple of weeks ago of Ray's signings, and there was all those Alec guys Cooper. that showed. Exactly the one that I was going to, I was going to mention. Obviously, you, you remember your Kyle Huttons and all the rest of it, but there's so many folk that just came and went. Scott Gallagher in goals. He won a competition to play in goals. I think I remember uh, we bet Alwa three one, and it was one Ali. I think it might actually have been Ali Ray's first one. We beat Alwa three one, and Gallagher was in goals. And I remember saying to my dad that day, that guy looks like he has won a competition to play in goals for his boyhood team. Because he was throwing them in, and he definitely continued in that uh, rich vein of throwing them in form when he signed for St Mirren. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the counter attack against, like, because I mean Alan Power in midfield, like, surely we're going to catch them out a few times. You'd hope. I think Alan Power's a bit of a shoot, isn't he? Got a red card. Oh, that'd be lovely. Who's he going to? Uh, who's he going to tumble? He's going to do it to. Oh, ba- oh I was going to say Bacchus. Bacchus, I think. My or, uh, will Strain be back in? Hopefully. Hopefully. Strain's got to be a candidate. A younger's back. He's nobody. He's nobody go anywhere close to a younger. No, no. A younger's very much Ash Taylor's problem. <laughs> in every sense of the word. Aye, I think he's a he's a big problem. Well, at least to be fair. At least compared to the kind of last few times we played, I think they actually have a goalkeeper with like working arms and legs in this time, and yeah. you know, that big fridge, Colin Colin Doyle, was it? Colin Doyle, Danny Rogers. Oh, that was that was a bad that was a bad year for Kilmarnock goalkeepers. A very bad year. A great year, a great year as well. It was funny for us, eh? Uh, prediction for the score. What 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 are you saying? I'm I, I'm going to just say I think. Two one win. I think we're going to shit fest at one now. Uh, all my predictions and that have been pretty, pretty blown out of proportion this season. So I'm going to say we'll win four nil. <laughs> here's a here's a question for you: Would you rather we won four nil, or replicated exactly what we did against Levy? <laughs> And have a comedy red card that they can't take advantage of, and then snatch it off them. Because I know which way I'm going. Definitely the comedy red card because I, I kind of actually like Levy fans. I, I, I like them. Aye, the Levy fans are a, a great bunch. Man, like fans are tadgers, and I'd love to. I'd love to see their fans' reaction to, this is to the, something like that. This is the away leg of this fixture for me. I'm driving away from home when I, I would be a 10 minute hop skip and, and jump over the over the road to, to Rugby Park down here Is there a New Year game against them? I don't know actually I've not checked Is if it is we'll be going to yours Yeah if, if it is you're coming down here and getting steaming before the game And after that, That's an open invitation to everyone that's listening to the podcast by the way <laughs> I'll, um, I'll stick my address up on the Discord on the Patreon and if you pay your £3 you've got an invite <laughs> Uh, but well, after that absolute generous invitation from Mark, we will be back after this. Hi, I'm Alex Grieve, and you're listening to Misery Hunters. 
Thanks, Alex. Do you know what? Uh, Jamie, sorry, just before we step ahead, do you know I had a, a terrible flashback to the Player of the Year dinner? I was going to um, say, I the other day. really need to get them on the soundboard. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, after the commentary, we could maybe try and get a couple. Of, it would be really good if we had, like, Stephen Robinson doing one of them. And I was like, I'm sure we do have Stephen Robinson doing <laughs> we, one of we them. Do. We've got Stephen Robinson. We've got Stephen McGinn that's not been used. Yeah. There's a few people that have not been using the podcast for the main fact that they're on my phone and... By the time I come down to sit down to do the podcast is when I remember to do it and I go, ah, oh, fuck, I've not got enough time to actually get them on the board thing <laughs> and then I can't be arsed scrolling through WhatsApp to find them again. Yeah, there are there are a few, quite a few unheard ones. I mean, the Alan Power one's great. We should just bring that back as a permanent. But I'm trying to think so. who else there is. There's there's quite a few people. I think there's a Chelly D one. Charles Dunn's done one. Yeah, um, that's with a lot of people. I mean, let, let's be honest, the best one's the Mark Covered one. Which we haven't used enough for either. Fuck Sam Smith. Oh, that was I mean, glorious. Mark good powers. He's got a podcast now as well. Yeah. Goalkeeper. Do, do you actually listen to it? Uh, I did. I listened to the first one. The first one was actually really good. Is that the one you tagged us in earlier on? To, uh, for, to, to win Cyclops. Aaron Ramsdale gloves, eh? Yeah. Right. But if I do win that, I will actually say keep the Arsenal and England number ones gloves <laughs> and I'll have a, just a signed pair of your pants or something. You should get him to sign them as well because everybody's got signed Aaron Ramsdale gloves, but who has a signed pair of Aaron Ramsdale and Mark Howard gloves? Hopefully me by Sunday. Do you think it's crazy that Mark Howard's now met Ryan Reynolds? And follows me on Instagram. There you go. That, that's got to be a small, uh, a small Venn diagram. <laughs> what, met Ryan Reynolds and follows Sam on Instagram? Yeah, Sam Smith be... and Ryan Reynolds and four connections or less. <laughs> I can do it too. But, uh, if, um, if you're a fan of weird things signed by by footballers, then hopefully the live show will have, uh, have some stuff to uh, offer you if you're going. That's going to have everything you want. I still can't believe, or I'm still trying to work out the logistics of you getting a bird bath into the ground for Alex Grieve to sign, but uh, I mean, fair play to you. <laughs> I'm actually going to get him to sign my... Um, Scrotum. My dangling... Uh, <laughs> And uh, get a picture of it. Well, that'll be us never allowed inside Super Park again. Oh, I could I could get a plaster mould made and get him to sign that. I could. Then you could also get the jail. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Anything in the name of podcasting. Um, but yeah, let's talk about other shit things. Uh, I'm sure there, there's plenty of shit takes. Surely after that, is 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 Dave been busy with his data? No, as not as busy as you might think, but there is some uh, there is some bollocks kicking about. <laughs> well, uh, we can kick off if you like. In fact, I'm going to go nonsense one for this one because it's it's so funny. Have you seen Alan Hutton's combined Rangers and Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, <11? laughs> awful. <laughs> Six <laughs> Rangers. Players. I think the best, my, my favourite part is not, not the fact that I think Alisson's probably the best goalkeeper in the world. Nowhere to be seen for a 40 year old who was chucking goals into Ross County. And then in that game last night, was chucking goals in. I think my favourite part might actually be that some people reckon that Liverpool have the two best fullbacks in the world. And this cunt has put James Tavernier and Borna Barris <laughs> ahead of them both. Absolutely insane. There's so much to digest. I think because he's not even put Luis Diaz in it either. He's put Ryan Kent. Then I think, uh, yeah, yeah, at, at left midfield. No, he's got 
Mo Salah in the team at right midfield in a 4-4-2. Brilliant. Liverpool team who have scored, if, if they're short of Man City, it's not by many, have scored the oh, most no. goals in the Premier League over the last five years and have won the Champions League in that time. Not and have got a collection of some of the best forwards to, to grace world football. Spent £85 million on Darwin Nunes and even he's probably not getting in ahead of others. And he's got Cholak and Morelos up front in a 4 4 what Just a guy. Absolutely incredible. Didn't realise until last night and he said it after the game that, that was Virgil van Dijk's first game at Ibrox. Really? Yeah, really? They were out the, Rangers were out of the league when he was at Celtic. Ah. He, he only played against them once. Yeah, Hamden. And the, the team that he played had a big collection of shite in it as well because I was looking at <laughs> the I think one of Rangers half-time subs was John Daly so I, I don't think Virgil van Dijk had a hard afternoon that day. Do you think it would have been harder bringing on former... Hearts and Dundee United striker John Daly or former fat golfer John Daly former fat golfer probably <laughs> could have gone either way um, from there I'll jump to, to one that came out not that long before we started the podcast Livingston goalkeeper Shamal George suggests his side should have beaten someone in Ross County saying and I quote we were 10 times the team that someone were get that right up you Shamal I mean we had More. 10 men <laughs> Aye, we had ten men. We- you were one point one team times have, the team that we were in terms of numbers. You have Sean Kelly taking your penalties, and I think he really forgets that. I think it was it just it, the corner that, that he saved a Scott Tanzer free kick that led to the corner mm-hmm. that then got us the goal after we pinned them in their own half for ten minutes, despite with having, ten men. With ten mm-hmm. men, <laughs> did did Carson have to do that much? No. I don't. I can't remember a save of note for, for Carson. I think he came out and collected a few crosses. Yeah, but he never done anything. Aye, like nah, it was that, absolutely that was I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to claim to know how they played against Ross County, but Ross County are shite. So I can believe that they were ten times better than Ross County, but that's just nonsense. And I, to be honest, he's laughing when he says it. I'd imagine he's just trying to get a rise, and in that case, well done, Ishmael, you've got it. But. Aye, there's clearly been some some funny stuff kicking about uh, Livingston this week for to make them hit out with some outrageous takes. Yeah. Well, if it's an outrageous take you want, here's an outrageous take for you. Jim G. Murdoch on one of the Facebook groups. I fully understand that refs are human and make mistakes, but players should play the game with honour. Cholek knew it wasn't a penalty and so did the Rangers players. The honourable thing to do was be to tell the ref or to deliberately miss the penalty. <laughs> I have witnessed numerous times players doing this over the years, brackets, not Rangers. Therefore, playing without honour is cheating. If Simon did this, <laughs> I would be disgusted. If Simon did that, I would be delighted. I mean, Jamie McGrath's 17 goals for the penalty spot <laughs> or whatever, how many of them were actual penalties? Yeah, no, if we're only but... including ones that were actual penalties, he scored five goals that season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do remember us having to do a podcast to defend Colin Quayner at some point. <laughs> that time I also think I spent a good 10 minutes trying to defend Lee Irwin, yeah. getting hacked in as well. From Bevis McGabby. Nah, listen, I've said it a hundred times. Someone need to cheat more. These, yeah. these avenues are there to be exploited. And I love the dark can, arts. The only uh, person that can... is not on board with the dark arts is Ross for some reason. Who you think would be love writing about it? But I think Ross would definitely be the type of guy who would love a wee dive in the box. Fucking, I don't know, probably does. 
It's his guilty pleasure. He just doesn't like admitting that he loves yeah. him. He's he got a reputation loved, that pulled at this point. He loved Colin Quayner diving in the yeah. box. Especially, special shout out to Ian Ramsden and David McDonald, but not that David McDonald, for having a full argument on one of the Facebook groups about which high school Nick Walsh works for and what his exact job is there and why he would then wear a Rangers jumper at some point. Just, just move on. Ah, who cares? Move on. Nick Walsh didn't give that penalty because he's a secret Rangers employee. He gave that penalty because he's a bad referee and not had a bad day. Like, folk need to. Gave it because he's a horribly small man with wee man syndrome. Correct. Um, special shout out for. Uh, Dougie Chalmers on in the comments on the Saman women's team page where there's an article about uh, I think one of the midfielders having to step in goal and keeping a clean sheet at the weekend. Wow. Um, which I think would probably put her ahead of Petra Minsky in our goalkeeping records. <laughs> um, Dougie Chalmers in the comments. If you ever find yourself in a relationship with a girl like Emma, you are best to marry her. Why? Question mark. Because she is a inverted commas keeper. I'll get my coat. I get your coat. Fuck off, to get it's 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 just such a smooth joke. You know, it's just it's just that's such ours. a dynamite bit of power. Doogie's, Doogie's probably a nice person, but that is that's dapper. That's not great. Yeah, that's that's fully dapper. We can uh, we can leave that. Uh, preview for the for the Kilmarnock game on the, the official one Facebook page. Bobby Farmer, who I can only assume is a Scottish porn star. Um, <laughs> says, uh, massive game. We should be going into this full of confidence and we're better than Kelly. I do worry about Power and Jones, though. Making him the first person in at least two years in Scottish football to have worried in any way about Power and Jones. <laughs> Aye. Fucking hell. Oh, I keep forgetting Jordan Jones plays for him. That left wing back, nonetheless. Yeah. So you have a fucking great time up against Ryan Strain. Ah, I don't think anybody's worried about Alan Power. I mean, we did like Alan Power, but let's be honest. I think we've been pretty much spoiled with like the lads we've got in midfield now to never have to worry about people like that probably for a while. Actually, yeah. there's a there's a big stretch between liking Alan Power and thinking he was all right for us, and worrying about him as an opposition player. <laughs> I don't think he'll be dictating much of the tempo. Is anyone ever worried about Alan Pibble? David Turnbull's mum. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to Scott's kill her son. Scott's a broad podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, managed to randomly catch a someone fan making the strangest point I've ever seen to the out of contact out of context football manager account on Twitter, who said, "Tell me a manager that's playing football manager in real life." And uh, Andrew Morrison at Midden City said, Ten Hag must be playing it. That's the only explanation for Harry Maguire still getting picked. That's Harry Maguire who hasn't started a league game for Man United since early August. <laughs> Have you been asleep for two months, Andrew? Please respond. <laughs> um, former Saman hero Stephen Thompson showing up with a shite take on the, on the BBC feed. Uh, on Sports Sound, saying that a point political. would be brilliant. Sorry, <laughs> a point would be brilliant for Rangers. A fantastic result, Rangers. But Liverpool are here for the taking. 
Seven one, Stephen. Nice. That that was a half time. <laughs> that was a half time that he said a point would be good, but Liverpool are there for the taking. There'd be nine minutes after that that Mohamed Salah had uh, signed Rangers to a nine one defeat. Ten one was it eleven one? I can't remember. And uh, we've already covered that. I was going to chuck in uh, Gordon Nicholson for talking about value for money on a game that he was clearly streaming in his bedroom. <laughs> um, also, uh, a quick shout out to at Trophyless D's who's asked who's commentating on someone TV. It's not Alex Ray, is it? It sounds like a couple of Rangers fans. That's that's what it'll be, Tony. That's, I mean, that's what it is. Eh? Like it, stuff like that doesn't. Fad. Obviously, that was in reference. Like the, the amount of people whose minds were like and mayhem or whatever just because Andrew was calling Tavernier Tav he called him at once yeah, I, said it, I, I said it he, I think he said it once in the first half and I've done it before in the podcast as well just because it's easier just to say Tav than Tavernier or whatever but see the lack of the lack of understanding to be fair I'm, I'm going to make this point when, when, yeah sorry Jimmy you go on no I was going to say it like the lack of understanding, and I would like to now hold my hands up and see criticism I've had for previous commentators. I'd like to apologise uh, now because, yeah, like, yeah. Um, like I know, I, like it was a massive rant for me that I think eventually got us on there. I, like, <laughs> I mean, I'd say the, the rant was the fact he was updating the Celtic score, not like I mean, I also did mention he couldn't name some of the players, and he kept saying Kyle Bacchus and stuff like that. But that's but, fair enough. Though. That's fair, but like. I, I now have like an admiration after actually doing it. Like you're like right, okay, hands up. I apologise to people who I've criticised that have been in the commentary team. Like uh, it's it's not a it's not an easy job. I just I don't think there's any understanding that this isn't like ITV we're working for. There's not oh. there's not a live feed to go back. I mean, you were you were talking earlier, Sam, about folk picking up. Because it was a, a bit of a joke about us just taking what it is on Twitter. See a decision like that, which is like at the opposite side of the box from you, in a massive stadium <laughs> that you see once live and then don't see again. How else is it you're supposed to like pull together this expert opinion? Yeah, it is tough when you do not have replays at all. I, I think like I think the the understanding was there for for most of most of our support we've got a lot of good guys in our support who are kind of who gave us pretty good feedback as well so aye thank you thank you for that obviously but aye just fucking some, some of the some of the Rangers fans takes were mental man these guys listen to Tom the commentator on a weekly basis and they're having a go Tom the commentator who sang 80% of the words of the national anthem a couple of weeks ago live on his go <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh. it's just mind boggling. People just like to have a pop at that which they don't they don't understand. And I'm 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 gonna say it now. My my debut on comms is a week on Saturday on the same day we're doing the the live show. I am taking every single bit of criticism that I get to heart and I'm coming oh. out arguing about it. I'll, it is I'll hard not to, to be fair, and that's why I'd like yeah. to apologise to the commentators that I've called out before. <laughs> like on the like the ones commentators, not the actual ones that get paid like big bucks to do it. Like that's their yeah, main yeah. job, right? Fair enough. But like the guys that are doing it for like our club and stuff, right? I I apologize. Doing it away as well. It's like the most thankless. 
It's such a great, it's a privilege, right? Let's, let's oh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely to get to do it. so happy but that we're in that position now. Yeah, and I think as time goes by, we'll, we'll only get better at it as well. But there needs to be a bit of recognition, generally, that this is you giving up your Saturday for free to go and be on a live mic for two hours, where there's people free to like record what you're saying and to pick you up on it, who've got the benefit of watching goals back multiple times and and who don't have to sit and think about what they're currently saying while they're trying not to think about what they said 10 minutes ago. Like It's it's just mad that some people don't seem to recognise that and, and have a massive pop and complain that the 14 people that live abroad and are streaming summer games alongside 2,000 people that are watching it for free and being told that there's mature women available in their area from China. Like I just don't understand the entitlement from some people as to to what they're expecting it's the first do you mean that's what the the second game that any of us or third game that any of us second. have got to the second game that we've got to do it it's just it's just mad to me that some folk have got like no recognition of that but you know ah well ah well but it doesn't, at least it's not going to stop us doing it yeah, and it's not going to stop us doing it the way that we do it so not going to serve that exactly um, good to see the, the discord dogs of war getting unleashed as well absolutely I love that I know our own misery hunter army. That, that that's generally what it is. It's it's. I set up this podcast for world domi- domination, and I'm starting to s- see it fruition. Three pound at a time. Yeah, three pound at a time. <laughs> <laughs> or five dollars fifty if you're the madman in Canada that for some reason signed up to the Patreon. Fucking, uh, fucking hero. What, what a guy that is. Shout out to you, Andrew. Love to see it. Uh, but yeah. And speaking of the Patreon, uh, you're missing out if you've not signed up. That's what I'm saying. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash misery hunters, um, sign up. £3 a month. There is a monthly competition. Um, last month's one, it was drawn a bit late, but the winner was uh, Jonathan Russell, who's won a signed ball. It's worked out really handy because he's also going to the live show, so he's just going to pick up the signed ball then. Um, what a man. Uh, the This month's, or October's prize is... Um, TBD at the moment. It's live show dependent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we'll work, we'll work, we'll work it, out. it out by the end of the month, don't worry. But uh, yeah, the £3 month gets you into um, a monthly competition, you get access to Discord, and you get special bonus episodes. After this one, you'll be able to, let, if you're a Patreon member, you'll be able to listen to a special Room 101 style podcast. Um, MiseryHunters.co.uk as well for all our latest merch line and all that kind of stuff. Um and thanks for listening and thanks for supporting and um, yeah um, fuck anyone who thinks the word black sounds like fat fuck Tommy Sheridan (laughs) (laughs) fuck Jim Goodman goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network